Chapter 12 of Hints to Pilgrims. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Caro. Hints to Pilgrims by Charles Stephen Brooks. Chapter 12 In Praise of a Lawnmower. I do not recall that anyone has written the praises of a lawnmower. I seem to sow in virgin soil. One could hardly expect a poet to lift up his voice on such a homely theme. By instinct he prefers the more rhythmic scythe. Nor, on the other hand, will mechanical folk pay a full respect to a barren engine without cylinders and motive power. But to me it is just intricate enough to engage the interest. I can trace the relation of its wheels and knives and see how the lesser spinning starts the greater. In a printing press, on the contrary, I hear only the general rattle. Before a gas engine also, I am dumb. Its sixteen processes to an explosion baffle me. I could as easily digest a machine for setting type. I nod blankly, as if a god explained the motion of the stars. Even when I select a motor, I take it merely on reputation and by bouncing on the cushions to test its comfort. It has been a great many years since I was last intimate with a lawnmower. My acquaintance began in the days when a dirty face was the badge of freedom. One early Saturday morning I was hard at work before breakfast. Mother called down through the upstairs shutters at the first clicking of the knives to ask if I wore my rubbers in the dew. With the money earned by noon, I went to Conrad's shop. The season for tops and marbles had gone by, but in the window there was a peerless baseball with a rubber core known as a cock of the walk. By indecision, even by starting for the door, I bought it a nickel off because it was specked by flies. It did not occur to me last week, at first, that I could cut the grass. I talked with an Irishman who keeps the lawn next door. He leaned on his rake, took his pipe from his mouth, and told me that his time was full. If he had as many hands as a centipede, so he expressed himself, he could not do all the work that was asked of him. The whole street clamoured for his service. Then I talked with an Italian on the other side, who comes to work on a motorcycle with his lawnmower across his shoulder. His time was worth a dollar an hour, and he could squeeze me in after supper and before breakfast. But how can I consistently write upstairs? I am puttering with a novel, with so expensive a din sounding in my ears. My expected royalties shrink beside such swollen pay so I have become my own yard man. Last week I had the lawn mower sharpened, but it came home without adjustment. It went down the lawn without clipping a blade. What a struggle I had as a child getting the knives to touch along their entire length. I remember it as yesterday. What an ugly path was left when they cut on one side only. My bicycle chain, the front wheel that wobbled, the ball bearings in the gear, none of these things were so perplexing. 
last week i got out my screwdriver with somewhat of my old feeling of impotence i sat down on the grass with discouragement in contemplation one set of screws had to be loosened while another set was tightened and success lay in the delicacy of my advance what was my amazement to discover that on a second trial my mower cut to its entire width even when i first wired a base plug and found that the table lamp would really light i was not more astonished this success with the lawn mower has given me hope i am not as i am accused all thumbs i may yet become a handy man around the house is the swirl of furnace pipes inside my intellect perhaps i can fix the leaky packing in the laundry tubs and henceforth look on the plumber as an equal brother my dormant brain cells at last are wakened but i must curb myself i must not be too useful there is no rest for a handy man it is ignorance that permits a vacant holiday at most i shall admit a familiarity with base plugs and picture wire and rubber washers perhaps even with canvas awnings which smack pleasantly of the sea but i shall commit myself no further once in a while i rather enjoy cleaning the garage raking down the cobwebs from the walls and windows with a stream from the hose puddling the dirt into the central drain i am ruthless with old oil cans and with the discarded clothing of the chauffeur we had last month why is an old pair of pants stuffed so regularly in the tool drawer there is a barrel at the alley fence but i shall spare the details it was the river alpheus that hercules turned through the Aegean stables they had held three thousand oxen and had not been cleaned for thirty years dear me i know oxen i rank this labour ahead of the killing of the hydra or fetching the golden apples of the hesperides our garage can be sweetened with a hose but i really like outside work last week i pulled up a quantity of dock and dandelions that were strangling the grass and i raked in seed this morning when i went out for the daily paper i saw a bit of tender green the Reds, as I noticed in the headline of the paper, were advancing on Warsaw. France and England were consulting for the defence of Poland. But I ignored these great events and stood transfixed in admiration before this shimmer of new grass. Our yard, fore and aft, is about an afternoon's work. And now that I have cut it once, I have signed up for the summer. It requires just the right amount of intelligence. I would not trust myself to pull weeds in the garden. M has the necessary skill for this. I might pull up the Canterbury bells, which, out of season, I consider unsightly stalks. And I do not enjoy clipping the grass along the walks. It is a kind of barber's job. But I like the long straightaways, and I could wish that our grass plot stretched for another hundred feet and i like the sound of a lawn-mower it is such a busy click and whir it seems to work so willingly not even a sewing-machine has quite so brisk a tempo and when a lawn-mower strikes a twig 
it stops suddenly on its haunches with such impatience to be off again. Bend over, won't you? it seems to say, and pull out that stick. These trees are a pesky nuisance. They keep dropping branches all the while. Now then, are we ready? Whee! What's an apple? I can cut an apple all to flinders. You whistle and I'll whirr. Let's run down that slope together. End of chapter 12